You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 190. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. How are you doing? How is business going? Y'all let me know. I would absolutely love if you followed me over on Instagram. It's JackieG.Murphy. And when you follow me, you'll get like the little polls I put up or questions I ask. And you can also just send me a DM and tell me like truly how is your business doing? What questions do you have? What's going on? What's working well? What's not working? I would love to connect with you there. I recently put up a poll on my Instagram story about on average, like how many students do you think you've worked with as a yoga teacher? And I got answers from between like, 100 to 1,000 to more. And I think that is really, really cool. And a lot of times I talk on this podcast about making money and like that being the goal. But I think for so many yoga teachers, the real goal, and really for me too, like the real goal is how many people I can impact and how many people I can serve. So what's cool is like if the average yoga teacher has worked with over a thousand students in their lifetime or will work with a thousand students in their lifetime. And I have personally worked with around a thousand yoga teachers or studio owners. That's a million people impacted. And when I did this math, I think it honestly felt better than making a million dollars because it's a million people who lives have been changed through yoga and because of yoga. And it really just grounded me in like, yeah, like that is why we're doing what we're doing. So come on over to Instagram so you can be a part of these conversations and also just like keep going if you're not at working with a thousand students yet. If you're new, totally okay, right? Like that's not like saying that you should or you ever have to. Some people like to work with fewer people, um, more in depth. Like it is totally okay. No matter how many people you've worked with, the impact that you're making really matters. The next thing that I want to tell you guys is get on the wait list for the new course. If you're not on the wait list and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing? The new course that is coming out in just a few weeks is going to be truly this. It's like the best thing that I've ever produced. It is from my heart, but it also is very, very strategic. It is well thought out. I am truly so excited to open the doors for you all to come into this new offer. There are already 70 people on the wait list to get in, which is so fun and so cool. So if you are not on the wait list, make sure that you put your name on the wait list right now. I am doing two things for the wait list. I am giving you a video every single week of a behind the scenes look at one, the course, but also how I am building the course. I think 
so many times I look at the entrepreneur or the business owner that's like a few steps ahead of me and I just like wonder like can you just tell me like truly what are the details behind what you're doing like pull back the curtain give me the goods what software are you using how are you doing this what are you doing that so that is what I wanted to give with this behind the scenes look I've had a few questions of like, how are you building demand? How are you like getting people interested? Last week we did a video on how I outlined and recorded the course. And so if that sounds interesting to you, get on the wait list for those videos. They're not going to be anywhere else. And then second, the wait list will be the very first to know the name, the format, the cost, like all the details about the program and what is coming. So make sure that you are on that wait list. And then last thing before we dive into the podcast today, I want to invite you, if you are a yoga studio owner, if your business has made it to the 50K mark in revenue or around 6K a month, and you want hands-on support, done with you support for your business to scale, either to really step into leadership for your team, to make more money in less time, or make sure that your back end of your business is really set up well. I want to invite you to book a call with me so that we can see if private coaching is the right fit for you and your business right now. One of the things that I actually find so interesting is at this revenue level, when you've kind of grown, one of the most common struggles that I see these people deal with is truly being organized, clear, and feel very certain when it comes to your finances. So something that I do with my private clients is I have them submit their P&L, their profit and loss statement, every single month so that we can review it together to make sure that their expenses, their investments, their revenue, like all of that is on the right track and trending in the right direction for them to have a profitable and sustainable business. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I either don't look at my finances, I avoid them, they're a hot mess and my CPA maybe knows stuff that I don't know, or like I feel very scarce when it comes to money and I don't know how to grow beyond that, like this private coaching container will be a very good space for you to kind of work through all of that. So I want to invite you to book a call. We'll just review review your business and make sure that one, you're the right fit for the container and me and I'm the right fit for you. And if you're not, you guys, I'm just going to tell you like, this is who I'd refer you to, or this is what I think you need to do. Um, but that is available. You can go to the yogabossgroup.com forward slash privates and book a call. All right, my friend. So today we are talking about naming your offer. This is one of those things that a lot of people get hung up on and spend way too much time on. And as I am creating this new course, I went back and forth with what do I name it? What do I call it? How do I want to name it? And I have learned a few things along the way that I want to share with you. When you are naming your course, I want you to consider three different things. Number one, I want you to think about, is it self-explanatory? So does it describe itself in the name? The reason that this is so important 
is a philosophy that goes like this. Be clear, not cute. (laughs) This is a philosophy that people use in marketing and writing sales copy, just in business in general. Oftentimes, we think that the name that's like super cute or play on words or has some sort of like joke in it is going to be the name that people remember. But that is our brains are so busy. So like that isn't what we actually remember. What we're going to remember and understand right away are names that are self-explanatory. So names that are just very clear and to the point. So I want you to ask yourself, is the name of my offer self-explanatory? And is it clear, not cute? Is it clear, not cute? The next thing I want you to think about is the name of your offer something that people are Googling? And it doesn't have to be Google, right? I think we're at the point where people search things on TikTok or they search for things on Instagram or they search for things in Facebook. So is it something that people are literally typing into the Googles? The reason that this matters is because of SEO. Now, I don't teach a lot on SEO. It's not my specialty. It's not like my expertise. I have a very basic understanding of it. But what I do understand is like what they Google, your Google will search through anything and find keywords that match and populate those results. Same thing if you type it into Instagram or TikTok, like the keywords have to be there. This is why hashtags are so important with your social media, but it's also why the name of your offer needs to be very clear because people aren't Googling like something that's really heartfelt and meaningful to you. They are Googling the basic keywords to help get their problem solved. So when you're thinking about naming your offer, you can always go with something just like basic and to the point. The next thing that I want you to consider is does it fit your brand and does it feel good to you? Obviously, I don't want you to have a name of an offer or your name of your business even that doesn't feel good to you. So we want to make sure that we're balancing like this is aligned with my brand and the message that I want to convey. It is clear and it is searchable. The balance of those three things are going to give you a wonderful name that people are going to be able to find. They're going to be able to find you through search, which is great for your visibility, but they're also going to be able to remember it because it's clear and to the point and it feels good to you. And so they're going to start to know who you are and what you're about and what your brand is about. At the end of the day, we need to make sure that your name is strong and easy for the consumer to understand. The same thing is true for like your tagline or for how you describe what you do. Again, we just always go for the clear, not cute idea, right? That's what I want you to follow. I was just recently speaking with one of my clients and she is taking over a studio and she was like, well, what do I name the studio? And she had this like heartfelt name that means a lot to her and it's a beautiful name. And I just offered her the suggestion of think about what people are going to be putting into Google and who is going to be going to your studio. If you are a physical business, the people coming to you probably live in a three mile radius of your studio. People will travel a little bit further, but that on average is how far people will travel for their yoga studio. 
So if you're thinking about your name, it might be like yoga studio and then the name of your neighborhood or name of your town or name of the city that you're in. That is going to populate on SEO much more easily and give you more visibility, give it give your studio a chance to really attract people who maybe don't know you yet, right? The people who can search your name or can search like the thing that's heartfelt to you, they already know you. So naming your offer can be for the people who don't know you, but also for the people who do know you to feel very clear on hiring you, all right? So I'm gonna give you three different like outlines for how to name your offer. Again, you guys, this podcast is very like tactical and hands-on. We kind of bounce back and forth here on Yoga Boss. One week it is going to be all about the heart and the message and the philosophy. And the next week I'm gonna be in strategy with you. This is similar to how my coaching works. It's a balance between mindset and strategy because let's face it, we all know without the mindset, the strategy doesn't matter. But also we live in a reality where strategy has to happen for your business to run. So, okay, let's go into the three different ways that you can name your offer. The first strategy is topic, mode, and client. Okay, so you can write that down. I know it's kind of hard to see. Maybe I'll create a quick handout. I'll do that. At the bottom of this episode, you can actually download the Naming Your Offer handout so you can see this written out for you with some examples. Cool. Let's do that. Okay. So strategy number one is topic, mode, and client. The topic will be whatever the thing is that you're teaching on. So this could be like pregnancy or mindfulness or fitness or nutrition or gratitude. The mode is kind of like how you're going to deliver the thing, the framework, the course, the blueprint, the system, the method, the formula, the guide. And then the client is a call out. So who is it for? For moms, for women, for parents, for uh, entrepreneurs, like who is your thing for? So let's give an example. This could be the gratitude course for moms. All right, do you see that put together? Or it could be the mindfulness model for teachers. That's how we could name the course. All right, so you can use that as strategy number one. Strategy number two is a verb, the word your, and a noun. Just a brief side note, when you're doing marketing, written copy, any kind of sales page, always speak as if you're speaking to the person in second person. So you and your, so it sounds like you're talking just to them. Okay. So the verb, the verb would be create or build or learn or improve or achieve the thing that you're going to have them do. Like what's the thing they're going to do? And then the word your, and then the noun, this could be your goals. Again, mindfulness, mindset, gratitude, um, health. It could be any of that. So it could be, it could be create your mindset or maximize your workout. <laughs> y'all, y'all with me here? Whatever is the thing that you do. Okay. Strategy number three is all about your like signature method. So it's going to be the word the and then some sort of word or an acronym, and then the mode, okay? So this could be like the the mindset accelerator or the mindset method. This could be the 
strong framework, right? If you have some sort of acronym for the word strong, like strength, uh, tone, whatever you do, right? It could be the sculpt method if you're offering some sort of class or the gratitude system, the gratitude formula, whatever you want to do. The um, yoga blueprint, right? If you're giving like a whole general basis of like a little meditation, a little asana, a little bit of all the eight limbs. So you could use the word and then mode. So I want you to use these naming strategies and I want you to give yourself like maybe 10 minutes, not long to pick your name. Again, your name is going to be a strategic tool for you to optimize visibility for your students. It doesn't have to be this like really creative, artistic expression of who you are. That will be in your offer, right? That is always going to be there. Your name can also be that, but I don't want you to spend your your lifetime creating this perfect name when we could have used a pretty basic, boring name, but then also done the creative artistic expression serving our students. Like what matters is that you get students in the door to serve, not that you have the perfect name. Okay. So you can head over to the website that is linked in this podcast to download the three different strategies with some examples for you. You can fill in the blank, set a timer for 10 minutes, choose the name of your course, and then do not look back. And listen, there may be one day where you rename it or you rebrand it and that will be totally fine. You don't have to be fully committed to this name forever and ever and ever. It just has to be good enough now to get started, and then you'll always figure out, okay, what would be better? What do I know now? What are they actually Googling? And you can rename it if you want to. I wouldn't suggest renaming it all the time, but I just say that so you don't feel locked into this name. All right, my friends, I hope this was fun. Enjoy the handout, and I will talk to you in the next episode.